0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Comic Con podcast. We are actually on episode twenty. Can't believe we've actually done twenty episodes of this at this point. You know, it seems. Does it seem like more or less? What do you think? A lot more. A lot more. Yeah, we've been I doing guess. this for five months now, man. Twenty twenty one has been going nuts with the Comic Con podcast. It's kind of crazy. I can't. Just say, sometimes I feel like we haven't been doing it that long, and then sometimes I'm like, twenty episodes. It seems like a lot, but maybe it should be more. I don't know. But anyway, here we are, episode 20. Um, If you're listening, you're probably listening to us on one of our many ways to listen, which is Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM. Uh, You know where you can find us usually, which is on Instagram. You can find myself, Milton the Manimal, uh, my friend Justin here at Nemesis Prime, and we also have our own Instagram, the Comic Con Podcast, where we receive questions, emails, voice memos, any kind of thing you want to send us to... Any one of our Instagram platforms or our Gmail account, the Comic Con Podcast Gmail, you know what to do. Send all that stuff our way. And it always kind of leads into our first section of every episode, which is the community section. So we actually have a question that came from our YouTube video that we did on Friday. You got the question, Justin?
1: Yeah. So just to, you know, give a little bit of a background, we were live on Friday because Zach was actually here in New Jersey. So we did a live show on the YouTube channel. We post some older stuff on there on a weekly basis. And, you know, it's really nice. There was a lot of great comments and there are a lot of great people in the live chat. But also, you know, once the video posted, there was a lot of good questions. So pulled a question directly from that. And it's from our friend, the Astro Wizard. He says, I wouldn't mind hearing your thoughts on the comic crash in the 90s versus today. Is it getting crazy with prices and so many covers and printings? I know there is new money in the hobby, but do you think it may bring another crash in the future?
0: Hmm. You know, <clears throat> it's a tough one. Everyone's talking about the, uh, the volatility or the rise of the comic book community right now. I think one thing you have to look at that's different from now to the 90s is... Which something that completely drives the comic book market right now is the movies. We didn't okay. have the MCU back in the 90s, you know, we didn't have this clamoring for every single character to show up, whether it was MCU characters or even the DCEU or or the Netflix stuff, or you know, the independent Boom Studio stuff, the Millarverse, anything, everything, you know. I think honestly, that right there is the biggest driving point for the market right now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. I don't, I don't see it crashing necessarily unless maybe everyone gets like just bored and played out with it. What do you think? So
1: my thing with the nineties today is I think that differentiate is because you have writers in the two thousands and the 2010s writers really dictate these comics. Mm -hmm. That's really what the storyline in the nineties, it was always art, right? You know, Jim Lee was huge. Rob Liefeld, uh, yeah mcfarland's another you know those are the top three right there you know you, campbell was doing interiors the art always drove the comics but the stories were just awful i mean you know from x-men you know where was you know we kind of talked about this briefly spider-man was great up until like maximum carnage and then after that it was years of just dreck when was x-men like really good after you know maybe age of apocalypse like after that storyline
0: what was really like the next thing yeah. that you can remember And the (laughs) the nineties of X-Men was like the epitome of X-Men for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was when you had X factor X force new mutants generation X, the X-Men uncanny X-Men. I mean, nineties X-Men was great. You're right. And then, but like, once you got up to age of apocalypse after that, I mean, then you're talking like, was it bad? You still had operation zero tolerance and like some decent storylines, but then you get into like the, the Chuck Austin era. Oh God, it was, it was rough. So, um, but that was definitely post-90s. Um, and, I you know, also, it, another thing
1: with the 90s, though, is people were just buying comics. They were buying tons of comics. There was no great content out there. And there was just no readers, to be honest. Right. Nowadays, I think if the prices are going to go crazy because of the covers and the printings, I really think it's going to be because of these variants. And what's going to happen is in 15 years you're going to see someone buying a collection that's going to have like 500 copies not even 500 let's just call it like 300 copies of x-men one like the most (laughs) recent relaunch because marvel does these high ratio variants that basically uh tie tie the, the retailers to a string like order this many copies to get this cover but at the end of the day they're not selling through like i remember my local comic shop that you visited last week, Clockwork mm-hmm. Comics and Cards. I remember he ordered three hundred copies of that Uncanny Avengers run when they okay. relaunched that, yeah. just to get like all the variants. I and mean, he sold through the variants, but I know he still got like two boxes unopened at his house because <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. never. I'm pretty sure he even sold a hundred of that book. He could have pushed it to everybody in that shop that came comes through during the week, and I'm sure he wouldn't have sold all hundred copies. So he's still sitting on at least two hundred, just
0: you could probably just throw them in a dollar box constantly. You know, and something else you mentioned that I was thinking about was um, you talked about like the writers and the writer driven stories mm-hmm. of like our era now. And I think part of that is too, is you're getting writers um, now that were our generation. They were readers then. So they grew up loving the story. So you have real fan favorite writers now. And I'm not to say that like, you know, your are Claire Monson and, and those guys weren't like, fan favorites, but they didn't grow up with the characters. They created the characters. You know what I mean? So it is, it, it's a difference. It's a difference when you create a character and you grew up loving a character and now you're like, now I want to pour my heart and my soul into this story. And, you know, I know it's on the fence, this, this writer, but Donnie Cates is one of those guys. I mean, he grew up with comics. He wanted to put his stamp on comics. And as of now, you're looking at Donnie Cates being the quintessential Venom writer as of now, no one's written better uh-huh. Venom or, you know, more long lasting Venom stories, I think, for a while than Donny Cates. So I think you're getting these writers, like I said, that just have such a love for the material and are like blowing our minds with the writing and the stories.
1: Yeah, that's what it's all about. So the fact that like Astro Wizard asks, I-, I think the crash, I don't think the crash is going to come. Uh, I think because yeah. of the fact that there's a lot because like you said, movies are what it is. There's a lot more readers now, and even speculators. So, the, I think the hobby is as strong as it's ever going to be, and will always be strong mm-hmm. until until they ever stop making comics. To be honest,
0: yeah, I don't see a crash. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised to see possibly a leveling in like the the pricings. I mean, but I don't know if that'll happen. I think one of the other big things, and we're seeing some shakeup here too. It'll be real interesting. Like this question next year could be very interesting because in this past like year with COVID and everything, we saw. Diamond lose its monopoly, you know, and we're looking at down the line as well. Uh, I can't remember the name, who's the company's taking over here? Penguin, Penguin, yeah, Penguin mm-hmm. is taking over too. So, I always agree in less monopoly and more diversity in, in business, so you know, more options. Um, so we'll see, man. I mean, but who knows, you know, that was kind of part of the crash of the 90s was them kind of overreaching as well. So, yeah, so
1: great question from Astro Wizard. So sticking with the community,
0: I think this one Manimal is going to take because uh, it was definitely a, a lot of fun. So what yeah. are we got talking about, man? So like Justin said, you know, I came out to Jersey uh, last weekend on Friday, stayed till Sunday. And uh, one of the main reasons we went out there was I got a bunch of buddies and shout out to the DCX, the Darth Castle crew on YouTube. Uh, they're huge statue community. Awesome dudes. Um that hang out just talk statues there's no like motive with these guys they're not trying to grow a youtube channel they're not trying to make it big make it famous it's just a bunch of guys talking about statues and having a blast so uh, my buddy tim the sculpture vulture big x-men fan had a cookout at his house and there was about what like 30 40 dudes there oh total super spreader massive sausage fest yeah for (laughs) sure super spreader but it was awesome i mean and it's crazy too, because like these guys you interact with um, for the past couple of years, you know, I, I know their names and their handles on mm-hmm. you know, IG, YouTube, and but you don't know what they look like really. But everyone knows, you know, what I look like for the most part. So it's you feel bad, you know, because someone's like, oh, hey, what's up, Manimo? And I'm like, hey, uh, and I just kind of felt like an asshole, but I, they were so cool. Everyone was so awesome. You know what I mean? Um, it was a lot of yeah. fun. For me, being an outsider, I,
1: I appreciate those guys. I appreciate them. They're very accepting, you know, talking with a Tim and uh PJ from the paradox, uh yeah. paradox nerd, you know, and even just all the other guys that were Jerry who came out from, Oh yeah. I'm Jerry, man, uh, Jerry Colorado, Ball. you know, like all these, just so many guys that were just really cool to talk to and listen to their stories. And a Tim's just got that crazy X-Men collection, you know, <laughs> in his basement with all those statues. Yeah. And, and like
0: I said to you, man, it, it, it got the itch for me to start looking at some stuff. So, Oh dude, yeah. that's funny. Yeah, so we're, we get in the statue room. Uh, Tim takes us down to his his dungeon down there, and uh, he's like, and "So I've seen pictures of this, you know." But you're always like, "I got to see it in person." And mm-hmm. Justin and I go down there, and he's showing us. And uh, Tim kind of like walks away for a second, and Justin looks at me and says, "Like, oh god, I really want to buy some statues now." <laughs> and just like, like a crackhead, like just took his first hit, and now he's like addicted. So it's scary and then what was it the other night you're like i've just spent the most the most of the night like looking at star wars statues oh yeah i was just i got out of the gym and i, I just <laughs> saw three like uh garage
1: kits what they're called the uh, you know the 3d printed resin statues some similar like you know tim has them uh he has some giant x-men ones i saw three awesome star wars one there was an ahsoka there was a uh bo-katan and a darth talon nice that, that looked badass like i'd pay that i think they were like 200 bucks i'd pay 200 for those statues and have someone paint them and i'm sure someone in that community can definitely find me a great painter
0: yeah so yeah man i had a lot of fun um check them out the Darth, Darth castle dcx on youtube they have a youtube channel every friday they pretty much go live and talk about upcoming statues they do a lot of unboxings and i'm gonna give a big shout out to a bunch of different names here i hope i don't you know, I'm gonna miss some because, like I said, there's 40 dudes there. But shout out to you know Rodney, my boy Thor with the badass ribs. We had PJ, we had a Tim, of course, opening up his whole home for everyone. Jerry Bourne, the Mazzola brothers, King David, uh, man, uh, the list goes on. And I, I don't hope I don't miss him. Rome Ross was out there. You know, bunch of badass dudes who cool as shit. Had a lot of fun. Everyone was awesome. Um, thanks again for hosting and. Yeah, that was a good really time. Cool. That was the community, man. I mean, that's what we're in this for, you know. It's 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 to talk comics. And bro, how many conversations did we just get into like grown ass men just sitting there talking about goddamn comics? Like <laughs> <laughs> it was fun, <laughs> man. Yeah, it was fun. Like you meant it in your head, you're just like, Did I just have a 15 like, minute conversation with 20 dudes about Daredevil or something like that? You know, <laughs> like it's it's awesome. That's- yeah, everybody was all over the place just
1: talking to you, like, oh, I remember uh i think it was like thor or maybe i forget the, the one guy with the red shirt what's his name david david he was talking about like defenders and he was bringing up all of them and i and everybody was just like watching him talk mm-hmm. and then even times with you man like you were just talking about like x-men and like spider-man it was just so cool just to have everybody listen and you know there's no there's no agenda it's everybody part of that right. community just listening and even you know same thing with me like people were asking star wars stuff and i was i was like holy shit people know who i am yeah from you know from this and you know the youtube so
0: yeah awesome it was was cool man i mean we should have taken more pictures shit we should have recorded we we should have taken some video to post of like the actual community you know but uh, it was cool man we're just in the moment you don't really think about that but then it's like you leave and you're like damn dude like Uh we should have documented that not for any other reason just to be able to like kind of see it again so big shout out to everyone from the dcx family big shout out to the statue crew sickle mansions there um thanks again guys for everything so let's launch into some news and i know you got a Mm -hmm. boner over there probably for all the dc news that's coming out
1: man episode 20 has got to be my favorite one with all the dc (laughs) stuff that just happened this week with this you know merger uh that's been going on so let's start with some movie news so this is coming over from our Mikey Sutton friend over at Geekosity. So this one is Margot Robbie plans to include Poison Ivy in the Harley Quinn film, which is scoop confirmed. So this was on the May 15th. So of course, Margot Robbie really wants Poison Ivy to be in the films as so much that she has been annoying the hell out of Warner Brothers. So Geekosity actually scooped this back on the 25th of December last year that Poison Ivy was discussed for the Harley Quinn live action, but it is now confirmed and of course, Mo- Margot Robbie is being, you know, the front and center for this and reasons mm. why. She basically said that, trust me, I chew their ear off about it all the time. They must be sick of hearing it, but I'm like, poison ivy, poison ivy. Come on, let's do it. I'm very keen to see a Harley slash poison ivy relationship on screen. It'd be so fun. So I'll be
0: pestering them. Don't worry. Wow. So what that's do you think cool. on that? I mean, I have a, I have a, I have a few thoughts. So I would love to see that. I'd love to see poison Ivy. I mean, what do we have? The Uma Thurman poison, poison Ivy, which great actress, honestly, great casting as well, but horrible script and God awful. Um, (laughs) yeah, but you know, uh, this is my problem with comics in general, man, in a way. And luckily, usually DC doesn't do this. And they, when they do do it, it becomes, it's usually revolved around Harley Quinn is I don't want to see villains become antiheroes. That's kind of my problem. Mm -hmm. Um, I like Poison Ivy as a villain. I like her as, you know, up against Batman. Um, So th- that would be one of my, you know, uh, worries, I guess is to say. The other thing is that birds of prey movie was almost unwatchable. So they, they got to write the ship on that Harley Quinn thing. Cause I don't know, dude, that was bad. Yeah. I, I mean, I only enjoy it because
1: it's, it's DC it's Harley. I think, she was a better Harley Quinn in that movie than she was in Suicide Squad. Um, it kind of brought the new Fifty Two version of her out more, which, mm-hmm. I, you know, I really don't like. I like pre New Fifty Two right. Harley Quinn, but you still got to see the characters. I love, uh, I loved Huntress in that. Black Canary was cool. Ewan McGregor is a great actor, so him being Black Mask and psychotic was fun. But it was a, he was a little borderline. You know, I guess on the, you know, was he
0: queer? Not straight it was a little odd to be honest he was my favorite part of that movie um yeah i actually liked him they did the supporting characters i mean yeah great characters but dude they did them dirty like what black canary uses her power like once at the very end yeah. of the movie like mm-hmm. they didn't have enough money it. to do it more than once right so <laughs> i don't know man it it, it wasn't horrible well it, it was not very good in my opinion so, so moving yeah. on to some other dc movie news so this
1: week we got confirmation of the Batgirl movie, which I'm happy because, first of know. all, we were talking about it a while ago. We didn't know if it was going to be a series or a movie. But this week, uh, according to The Hollywood Reporter, Bad Boys for Life filmmakers to direct Batgirl movie for Warner Brothers. So we have the two, the guys who were actually behind, like I said, Bad Boys for Life, which dropped last year, uh, Adil Elie Arvi and Bilal Falan. That duo, which is, that was crazy to read. Uh, we'll be closing the deal with uh, Warner Brothers centering around Barbara Gordon. You know, who's the good old daughter of, well, thank not God, daughter, dude. but daughter of uh, Commissioner Gordon. And we also have Christina Hodson, who wrote Bumblebee, which I'm happy because Bumblebee was a good movie, is also in the Warner Brothers fold with her screenwriting on Birds of Prey and also The Flash movie. So, you know, that's pretty good. I think we'll be getting some uh, some nice stuff with that. I'm really happy that they finally have a director. Because my detective number, what is it,
0: 359 is just going to shoot up in value now. (laughs) So so let me ask you this. First off, I'm super pumped about this. I love Barbara Gordon. I love Batgirl. Um, But when you think about, like, stories for Batgirl than a movie, Mm -hmm. I can think of the most important Batgirl story, and it's the killing joke, right? Uh I mean, what what other storylines? What could you see? You definitely are more familiar with Batgirl than I am. What could you see a storyline for this? I mean, would she be away from batman with batman what do you think i think it we i think it all depends on the version of batgirl that we get because you know like in new
1: 52 they the first half was was different than the second half of her mm-hmm. storylines we and she moved to burnside uh you know they changed up her costume uh, are we going to get kind of like that and I, i'm here because i'm here in new jersey like that brooklyn like that that yeah. got that type of you know batgirl um are we going to get the hipster back girl? Are we going to get like the cool back girl right. from like the, I guess, 90s in a way, like when they do, you know, uh off stories that would, it was like one offs after she was Oracle or um, during mm-hmm. the time that she was Oracle? Or are we going to get her even now, you know, where she's fighting different characters that are, I guess, Batman villain sons like Emperor Penguin and um i can't think of anybody else but yeah the killing joke is is a one story but i think that there's still a lot of room for her to be to have her own movie um there's tons of villains that are out there that again they don't need to be like an a-list villain it could just be an awesome movie and it's going to be for hbo max
0: yeah i think i'd like to see the era i don't want to see burnside i couldn't i had to actually stop reading during the burnside stuff um i would like to see what it would be really cool is it's post like kind of what new 52 did where it was it was post-killing joke. She's mm-hmm. post-Oracle. She's back like fighting crime again. She had like the robotic spine or whatever the hell she had. Mm-hmm. Remember that chip in her back yep. or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Like she's back in the cowl. That would be cool. And she's operating like her on her own. And, and you know, the Batman rogues gallery, there's so many. Everyone's like A-list, Bat, A-list characters, but dude, like Penguin, come on, man. He ain't really an A-lister. You can take some of those big time Batman villains and put them with her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that would be cool. Yeah, I like say stay it, uh, away from Batman, though. Yeah,
1: totally. I, I think it shouldn't be. And you, who knows where it's going to land? Is it just right. it'll probably just be a standalone movie. I'm sure he'll they'll make mention of Batman. But of course. nothing where, oh, it's going to be a tease that he shows up. So mm-hmm. that's cool. it on the D.C. Uh, TV slash movie news. Now let's move on to some D.C. Animated mo- uh, news, which is I'm really happy for this. So we got some big news coming out of the DC uh, DC animated. So this is actually reported on deadline. Batman Cape Crusaders animated series from Bruce, Tim, JJ Abrams, Matt Reeves is set to be on HBO max and also the cartoon network. So this is supposed to be some, you know, the new, the new thing past the great Batman animated series. So you Mm -hmm. have, of course, Bruce, Tim, who's one of the executive producers, which he was the, the man, the myth, the legend behind both that Batman, and Batman beyond got JJ Abrams and you get matt reeves which is being a straight series order directly to both hbo max and cartoon network now are they going to be doing similar to like origin stories like they did in batman the animated series or are we just going to get all these characters and villains are established and it's just continuations of great batman telling stories i'm wondering
0: yeah i don't know i'm whatever it is it's going to be awesome with just that that crew doing it it's going to be great um i really like how hbo max is doing all this like coming you know straight straight to them and they're really expanding they under they, they know what they've got with dc and there's so many things everyone's like well you know what continuity is it going to be in and blah, blah blah it kind of doesn't really matter anymore you know with dc like dc has really stepped outside for their animated live action and all that stuff It kind of like they're just like, look, dude, don't worry about it. We're just going to do stories, which is awesome, too. So, Yeah.
1: No, I'm I'm really excited for this because we haven't had a really good Batman. We've been great. We've been blessed with the Batman or the DC animated movies. Right. Which have been awesome for the past, I'd say, 10 plus years. But we haven't had like a great Batman cartoon in quite a long time. Yeah. What you was know? the last one that had a weird animation or weird art? I, don't uh, know. I think it was just called The Batman or yeah. Batman... Uh, I can't remember. I know you're talking about it. It only lasted one season. It was CGI. Yeah, it, was it wasn't that great. I know. I remember they introduced. I want to say they, had, they introduced like Cassandra Cain in there, um, and somebody else like Katana. Maybe maybe Katana was in that. But yeah, it it wasn't that great. Um, who cares? Something better now. So 2021, right. 2022, whenever this is going to come out. So awesome. And and then on the hot on the heels of Batman, we have a new Superman animated. So this one is coming out from article coming over from Polygon said a new Superman animated series is on the way from HBO Max and Cartoon Network. So not only are we getting the Batman, but we're getting an animated Superman story. So this one, just to give you a little background. So this is the first animated Superman story in years. And we want to tell a story that's been the trio of both Clark, Lois and Jimmy Olsen, whose relationship dynamic will allow for rich, serialized, and engaging stories as they explore their lives and journey with friends. So this new show, uh, again, it's really focusing on those three characters. Basically, it's their startup where they're in Metropolis at the Daily Planet. So this is really early on in their careers. And there is one screenshot that's on on the website on Polygon, and I'm sure if you Google it as well, it looks very anime-ish, like Japanese Hmm. anime-ish. Interesting yeah it's definitely interesting it's definitely different uh but coming out of the warner media like i said this was just announced so really awesome to see this and again they haven't had a great animated series since i think superman animated right
0: yeah uh, you know
1: stuff is another one
0: i don't think i even really watched uh the superman animated back in the day um but i'm always down for i I like superman and the best thing about superman is, is his villains man so getting the villains in there and. Will be great, you know what I mean. So it's just disappointing too. Your know, Man of Steel was so awesome, and the Snyder verse was great in terms of like building up Superman to be like such a great character and see more from him, and kind of losing that. You know, <laughs> I hope this kind of fills that gap. You know what I mean.
1: And and so. what's really cool is they even announced the voice for Superman. It's going to be Jack Quaid, who's the main guy in the. Voice. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Uh Huey plays Huey. Yes, yeah. We we Huey.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's cool for sure. So that'll be really good uh, coming out both on HBO Max and also Cartoon Network.
0: When did you say uh, the release dates on those? There's no release,
1: but it's set uh, for, you know, sometime. I would think sometime next year. I don't think we're getting anything this year. Right. uh, But definitely 2022, I would say, the earliest. So really excited for those two shows. And to round out our DC TV slash movie news is they actually just showed off a, po- a a snippet of an Injustice movie. So we're awesome. getting our first Injustice movie in an animated form. And the only reason why this was a- the reason we found out about this is uh, if you get usually those DC animated movies, they always show you kind of like what's coming out. They kind of always give you the synopsis of some special features and also... Uh, a bonus thing. So I know they're doing a, what do we have? The DC showcase blue beetle. So we're getting a small short on that. And this is actually the special features that are going to be on Batman, the long Halloween part two. So they're coming out with of course, two parts for Batman long Halloween, but they already started showing you the special features. And the second one is a sneak peek at the next DC animated movie an advanced look at injustice. So i'm i'm super excited for this i actually text my brother this and i sent it to him and he's like that's freaking awesome i'm hoping it's bloody that's all Hell that matters yeah. that, we all, if we've if you've obviously played the video game or read the comic you know what happens i want to see some blood when superman
0: goes bad oh yeah yeah you know i played the i played the first game and then i have actually a couple of the uh, hard covers for like the early storyline and they're awesome the co- The comics are great too and it's such a just a fun story to watch it's always fun to watch superman go bad you know and if anyone's gonna do it you know the joker man <laughs> you know right the joker just is so good at everything so <laughs> it's uh it's awesome it's super fun um i mean i so a movie tv show like an ongoing thing have they said really what it's going to be the movie just the movie you know just, just like a one-shot one movie, movie. yeah i'm sure well I, you know we could either get it as a one-shot movie or they
1: could spread it out into two movies but i'm sure mm-hmm. just one movie will kind of be it you know yeah. i don't think as much as they expanded the injustice and then injustice two and there's i think it went maybe what like five years i think they did injustice in the comic books
0: five or six yeah. years remember everything was like was year one reading. and year two yeah you know and it, what's cool about the injustice also is that it's a kind of a feel into the snyder verse i mean that is kind of the whole idea that you know mm-hmm. superman kind of breaking bad so we may not get a continuation of the snyder verse but you know we'll get a little bit with the injustice stuff so you're right though bloody gory badass that's what it needs to be mm-hmm. so So we got some more DC news on the comic book side and um, which we haven't really got a lot of DC comic book news. DC has been kind of weird with comics lately since future state, you know, they Mm -hmm. really kind of decrease their titles. Most of their titles have like sub stories them. like, for example, you get justice league and there's always justice League dark with it in that issue. So they aren't putting out as many ongoings weekly as they used to. But um, if you've been reading any of the Batman stuff, you definitely can see this coming. Um, we have DC is starting a fear state that's going to be taking place later this year around August to Halloween time. So obviously by the name fear state, you know, that it's it's going to have something a little bit in common with the future state um, storyline and some of the stuff we saw in Infinite Frontier and the idea that Scarecrow is kind of the main baddie in this. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think about that, man?
1: I'm I'm
0: I'm in it. 100%. Right. Uh,
1: so DC describes Fear State as a horror-themed Gotham City event that unified plots threads started in DC's fan-favorite publishing events, DC Future State and Inferior uh, Infinite Frontier. Fear State not only continues the, vi- uh, the Scarecrow's vision of a fear-controlled Gotham, but also Mayor uh, Nakayo' mission to protect the city with his groundbreaking deal with the Magistrate. Now, they did just release a really cool uh connecting covers for Mm -hmm. batman 112 through 117 done done by george molina and it's really interesting uh you've seen the picture right yeah i'm looking at it right now so we have 112 has scarecrow and then we get batman we get ghost maker then you also have poison ivy you have the gardener you have peacekeeper you have harley quinn and then you have miracle molly Mm -hmm. now i'm wondering is miracle molly going to turn into like an anti immediately turning to like an anti-hero because we really don't know if she's a villain in this batman universe yet right
0: right yeah i mean i didn't get villain vibes from her it seems like her little organization very much like um uh like ins- i don't know if insurrectionists are really they're they're kind of hippies they're kind of like hippies they want like better world and take away what is it they take away choice or so they give people like powers or that they're mm-hmm. uh Wow, we're like talking about Flag
1: Smashers. Yeah,
0: right? It is kind of Honestly, it, it does seem a lot like Flag Smashers. So I don't know if she's necessarily an anti-hero. She seems like she has good intentions. Um, you know who I feel like's missing from this, though? Is uh, Clown Killer. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised we're not seeing Clown Killer on, on one of these covers. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm pumped about this. The, a few of the negatives I see with this, though, is like, first off... Didn't we just get done with Joker War, City of Bane? Like, goddamn, Gotham City is literally the worst place to live in the universe. I mean, it's well, just... Batman is the
1: flagship title. So, yeah. a once a year event is pretty much what we have to do. But you have to realize that the way Batman comes out is twice a month. Mm-hmm. So, realistically, if Joker War would have came out once a month, that would probably would have been back in 2019. And now we're getting this in 20. You know, 2021. So it's different, I guess, because we're so used to once a month Batman's or even titles, probably up until when, like 2017 or 18. Most titles were once a month, but then they start DC Rebirth. A lot of the titles went twice a month. Right. So I I can see why this is kind of like a real quick turnaround from uh City of Bane to Joker War to this. Mm -hmm. Hmm. But it's gonna get it's it's definitely gonna be a great thing. I'm a huge, huge scarecrow fan so dude oh i'm i'm totally in for this there's a couple of tie-ins of course they're going to be like catwoman harley quinn but they did also announce uh, four other titles so there is the i am batman which is going to be a crossover which sets
0: up the luke fox uh batman yeah i think it's a continuation of what next batman right now yes the little mini series yeah
1: yep and then you also have the fear state alpha which is Mm -hmm. kind of a a one-shot so that one's really cool as well. So we're gonna have we're gonna get some good stuff coming in August.
0: Yeah, you know, and if you read Future State, you know that the Magistrate, Peacekeeper one were kind of the the big baddies in Future State. And mm-hmm. it seems like we're now we're kind of seeing we're seeing the current timeline move closer to what Future State might be. Um I'm I'm pumped. Like I said, I mean Batman is for sure the titles I read. Detective, Batman, um there's the urban legends run, which is really fun too. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely picking this up. Scarecrow is, you know what I love about this? I'm looking at this picture of Scarecrow. You know who he looks like? He looks like the version of Scarecrow from Arkham Knight. Oh yeah. They totally which was can super do. creepy. Yeah. I mean, Scarecrow is literally one of the scariest characters that Batman has for sure. You know, I mean, Joker's kind of creepy, but he's just goofy as well. But Scarecrow, dude. Yeah. This we is haven't had really like
1: an, and me as a as a scarecrow fan, we haven't had like an event like this.
0: No, like where, where he's played a big role.
1: Oh, of course. There there hasn't been. Well, it's his own event in a way. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you know, you figure over the past ten years, you've gotten uh, Death of the Family, you got Endgame, you got the Joker War. Like there's always it's always Joker, 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 right, or Bane. Um, yeah, and then you have the Bane stuff, but we've never gotten a Scarecrow. And I think with James Tinian writing uh Jorge Jimenez doing the art, like changing Scarecrow now is just he's awesome. And I've always, like you said, I've always liked the Arkham mm-hmm. Knight uh Batman. So I think just seeing this picture, I'm probably gonna have to replay
0: Arkham like, <laughs> starting Dude, this week. It's it sucks because I replay that game like all the time. And you know, a lot of people like hate it because the The Batmobile stuff, it's cool, but the Batmobile stuff takes up so much time, but you still got to do it, you know? And I love, I replay those games all the time. (laughs) It's like, I don't play anything new. I'm just replaying Batman Arkham. Nice. Um, It's a great game. I wonder if with this, so I'll be interested to see with this storyline if we're going to get any answers to like what happened in Arkham. uh Are we going to see any crossover with the Joker storyline, which is very, I mean, all these. All the Batman storylines are very connected right now. You know, they're all coming off of that arc, the attack on Arkham. So it'll be interesting to see what else we get from this. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder, to, do you know anything about Joker? I mean, is it, is it set as an ongoing, like just to keep going until. I think it's, cancel? yeah, I think it's just right? an ongoing. It's, it's so an good. going
1: until, until people stop, uh, you know, people stop reading it. Basically. And who's
0: writing that again? It's Tinian, right? He's writing mm-hmm. that as well. Yeah. So I feel like it's got a crossover. Or yeah, I, I'm pretty somehow. sure. I'm sure
1: Nightwing.
0: Uh, I'm sure
1: we're gonna get crossover with all the titles. They yeah. only announced that right now because Catwoman and Harley Quinn are are in there. I'm mm-hmm. I'm sure we're gonna get some other crossovers for uh for the Batman realm or Batman family because we always do it, it's, Right.
0: Oh yeah, they're not gonna they're they're not gonna not take advantage of that for sure. Mm-hmm. Another Batman crossover. So that's awesome, man. Okay, so unfortunately, we don't have a lot of Marvel news right now. You know, there's not a lot going on, but that's not too bad. It seems like sometimes we're super Marvel heavy, and obviously this is a DC heavy episode, but hey, when it rains, it pours. So um, now we're going to move into what we always finish our episodes with, which is what we are currently reading. So, you know, in this portion, if you're a new listener, Justin and I kind of go over books that we are, you know, titles that we really liked this week. Maybe they're new, maybe they're old, maybe it's something, uh, you know, that we just want to bring your attention to and uh, kind of give you an idea of what we are currently reading. So, uh, Justin, you want to go first?
1: Yeah. So, I have two books this week. Uh, first one is actually from Aftershock, Phantom on the Scan. I don't know if you've read this because I'm no pretty sure you haven't because your shop probably doesn't order this book. But today, I have even heard of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, writer is uh, Colin Bunn. Basically, uh, of course, reading it directly off of Aftershock's website. So 20 years ago, a comet fell to Earth. Since that night, Matthew has been haunted, haunted by a spirit that gives him incredible psychic abilities. But these abilities come with a price and payment is due. Every time Matthew uses his gifts, he draws closer to death. And other psychics, all of whom gain their powers on that night, the comic fell, are dying in the most horrible ways. And I will tell you that some horrible ways. To save himself, Matthew gathers a group of psychics to solve the mysteries of their powers before it's too late so first issue came out in april uh, the second issue just came out today uh, may 19th uh, and like i said it's really interesting uh, not to spoil too much but yeah, again matthew is, is one of the main characters something happens where this comet falls and then they get they all get abilities and they all get these almost like apparitions or quote-unquote phantoms that they're kind of like their little buddies in a way <laughs> they kind of like float around. Uh, you don't really see them. They only, they only the person like only Matthew can see his, but they actually, uh, talk to each other. And it's kind of like some of them think that they're going crazy. Of course, one guy, he takes pills, but like the synopsis says they're, if they use their powers too much, they end up dying. Okay. Uh, and in the first issue, there's a crazy, horrible death. And then now in the second issue, we're kind of finding out more because now that the group is together with Matthew and these other psychics who he's tried to pull pull together into this world. So um, really cool issue. Uh, Colin Bunn's a good writer. and I love him. I think Aftershock has a lot of series that, you know, do well. So I'm enjoying it. And like I said, it's definitely a low-printed book, so you, it's going to be tough to maybe get out there if your stores don't order indie stuff. But I you know, I, I was able to get issue two. I think I'm going to stick with the series and you know, at least the first story arc. I don't know if it's going to be, if it's not ongoing, but uh, some really cool variants are out there as well for these, these covers. They have a cover A and a cover B. And then my second title, and this is actually, I'm surprised, I don't know if you read it this week, but Fantastic Four Life Story. Oh no, I
0: wanted to. I haven't got a chance to yet.
1: So I missed out on a lot of that Spider-Man stuff. Yeah, I that one looks like great. Story. Yeah. So same thing. They they're doing the, you know, they're giving the the treatment like they did for Spider-Man, similar where it's every 10 years. So of course, Fantastic Four. And I think it's I enjoyed it a lot because I haven't read Fantastic Four in a really long time. And I like the whole or they did the whole origin of them, but they really expanded on it. Like there's a lot of stuff that's going on in the background that you don't see. I feel like they've never explored, Mm -hmm. but then as they go through the sixties, of course you see them. And this is like, no, not really spoilerish because it's typical of things in in the sixties. You see them with the Beatles. uh, And then you see other things that are happening in the, in the world that, you know, we've all lived in, in the sixties. And then of course, then there's this big reveal at the end and then it leads right into the seventies. So uh, again, I would check out the Fantastic Four life story. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have who the writer is on this at the moment, but oh. Oh, it's Mar- Mark Russell. Mark Russell yeah. is the writer, but uh, for Marvel's first family, I thought it was uh, it was a good read. I haven't read Fantastic Four in quite a long time, but I figured, you know, let me pick up this number one,
0: and um, I'm enjoying it. That's cool. Yeah, I, I'm gonna read that one for sure. I really like the Spider-Man life story. Um, I'm actually reading Fantastic Four currently. I, I, mm. I th- finished the most recent issue while we we're while I was waiting to start to, today. But um, yeah, those are cool books, man. I, now that makes me happy to to read that Fantastic Four life story.
1: Yeah, it's and I like how they do it on different pages. They show you like the year that it is. So, mm. and of course, the first year were you know uh, Franklin's born, right. so he's there. There's and then there's just they show you things with like who the president is, what there's there's things that are going on with um, not rioting but protesting, which is all stuff that happened in the 60s. It ties into history, for sure. Yes. And then there's things that are going on in the bigger world of Fantastic Four, which, of course, you know, who we're leading up to. Mm -hmm, So, of course, uh, you know, I I can't wait to see issue two. And and I'm pretty sure it's going to be five issues similar to how Spider-Man was right. I think it was six.
0: I think it was six. I can't remember for sure, though. But it's good though. Yeah. That it's a great idea. And it's I remember in Spider-Man what was really cool was you saw him like actually age also. Mm-hmm. So which is really yeah. interesting. But cool. So what are you currently reading, Zach? Exactly. So <clears throat> I don't have anything like new, new. Um, I just caught up on Nottingham, which I thought was really, really awesome. I really enjoyed the first one. So if you're not familiar, if you haven't heard us talk about this, Nottingham is a book that came out by Mad Cave Comics. So Pretty small little publisher. Um, it's hard to find. Got a lot of, you know, rave because it was so hard to pick up. And it's a different take on uh, the Robin Hood storyline in The Merry Men. And it's kind of – the first issue is dark. It's, it's All the issues are dark. But I wasn't really sure where it was going. But honestly, it kind of feels – like it reminds me of Once and Future because it's kind of painting Robin Hood and The Merry Men as like the villains in this story. <laughs> Just like Once and Future kind of makes Arthur the villain. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing, for once, I, look, we're three issues in, so I don't really know for sure, but it it seems like the sheriff might be the good guy here in this book. Um, have kind of like delved into his background, but I I love Robin Hood. Um, I love like all the different characters we we got. Alan and Dale showed up. Will Scarlet made Marion. Robin Hood. We got a little bit of little Little John showed up recently. Friar Tuck, mm-hmm. and um, it's just really awesome and gory and adult and just really cool. So if you can find this, I definitely suggest picking it up. If you're any form of a Robin Hood fan, I think you'll really enjoy this book. um, Just like I happen. So that's, that's kind of one of the books I'm reading. The other one is a number one that I picked up this week that I wanted to talk about, which was uh, a Shang-Chi number one. Um, I'm not sure if you guys read the Shang-Chi miniseries that just finished was five issues. And it kind of set up this uh, weapon society that's going on in the Shang-Chi books right now. And how he has like his half brothers and half sisters who all form like the head of one of the weapon societies, uh, whether it's dagger, hand, saber, hammer, um, and staff. So it's really cool. This first issue, it's him with um his little sister, who, oh man. I think, oh, dagger. I think she's sister dagger. And uh mm-hmm. She's kind of like, you know, she reminds me of, she reminds me of, um, she, this might make you really mad. I just thought of, it <laughs> reminds me of Honey Badger from like the Tom uh, Taylor run of uh, <laughs> X-23, all new Wolverine. And uh, she's just kind of precocious and super violent. <laughs> like,
1: but now is Real quick, we yeah. talked about this on a couple episodes, uh, a couple episodes ago. Is this the one that's going to be a mutant? Is she a mutant or is, we haven't learned that yet.
0: No, we haven't learned that yet, and I'm not okay. sure. I'm not sure if that's who it's gonna be. Um, okay, but yeah, I remember talking about that. No, that hasn't showed up because that has some tie with Wolverine. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so she is like his little sister, and they're they're hunting down crime or whatever. They're really kind of trying to like right the wrongs of this. How the Weapon Society was like evil for underneath his father's reign, and now Shang Chi is the supreme commander, and he's mm-hmm. trying to like take down these like you know gun runners and whatnot. And in the first issue they kind of run afoul of spider-man also and i think this first story arc is actually called shang chi versus the marvel universe so uh (laughs) the first the first issue is like him versus spidey and they hint that the second issue is you know him versus captain america so Hmm. um it's good man you know obviously we got the shang chi movie coming out i've never been super knowledgeable when it comes to shang chi um He's kind of just been in and out of different teams and stuff. So I've really tried to like start reading more of his stuff. And the miniseries was good. I wasn't blown away by it, but I definitely am going to uh, keep up with this run because I feel like it's going to be, they're going to put a lot into it, you know, with the movie coming and tr- really trying to push this character. So mm-hmm. definitely check it out. I think, uh, I think, I think you guys will really like it for sure. Um, cool. I'm trying to think who the writer is. It's, uh, it's some, I don't think I'm going to be able to pronounce the name correctly. Um, Gene Loon Yang. Maybe I can. So, Hmm. never heard of him before, never read any of his stuff, um, but definitely enjoyed it for sure.
1: Cool. Awesome. Yeah. I remember they just came, like you said, they ended that last series. And this kind of new series is leading right into the movie, which is going to come out in a few years. Yeah. So, definitely. That's awesome. So, definitely go out and pick it up. If you haven't read any Shang-Chi, your best bet right now, you got a number one that just released this week.
0: Hell yeah. So that's that's what we got this week uh, for what we're currently reading and kind of all we got this week for the show. It was a little light this week on some news until today, until all this D.C. (laughs) news drops. So we're actually recording this on Wednesday night, the 19th. We'll be dropping this like we always do Friday morning, which is the 21st, May 21st, 2021. Um, Like we said earlier, you know where you guys can find us, Please. Give us a shout out on any one of our Instagram accounts. Uh, share with your friends. Share with your parents, your family, whoever. Uh, please send us more voice memos. We do have one that we saved, and we will be doing next week. So don't forget or don't uh, don't feel like it, who was it who sent it again? Trial by Gods. Yes, Trial by Gods. Yeah, his origin story. So we didn't. We're not ignoring you, Trial by Gods. We just didn't get a time get a chance to edit it and add it in. So we you'll be hearing from him next week. Um, yeah. What else, Justin?
1: Uh, Not too much. Uh, If you have not watched our live show, like I said, you can always find us on our YouTube channel. Uh, Check out Zach and I's little Friday night show. We did kind of like an open Q and a with the live chat and just kind of discuss some things. Uh, We discussed the CGC, CBCS stuff. Mm, Yeah. Um, Just kind of talk some other, you know, things, anybody that was asking us questions on the live show on our YouTube channel. So of course you could always find that the link is in our Instagram on our link tree. Of course, like Zach said, uh, we appreciate everybody supporting. There was a lot. It was a lot of fun on Friday night. I had a blast at the cookout on Saturday, had a blast with Zach all weekend, you know, showing him some jersey love. Uh, First time I met the man. So (laughs) it was tons of fun. And episode 20 is in
0: the books for us this week. That's all I got. Yep. Thanks a lot, guys, for listening. You know where to find us, and we will catch you next time. Peace out. Easy. Later.